my son uh, both pooped and vomited on me within five minutes of me waking up. And he is how many weeks now? He is uh, 22 years old. Baseball STL Podcast. JJ Bailey here with you once again. Maurice Drummond, KMOV Sports Director. Maurice, how are you? Man. Michael, how are you? Producer Mike on the mic. And look at us. We're three weeks in a row on time. Not a frenzied recording. We're doing great today. Yeah. I had a very rough start to my day, which is probably the roughest morning I think I've ever had. And so that was... So it, it, the day has been a steady climb upward from there. And he is... How many weeks now? He is uh, 22 years old. No, <laughs> he is two months old. He is two months old tomorrow. Wow. So, the, the joys I'm of really fatherhood. Wish, I'm really hoping that he starts controlling his body a little bit because that's pretty gross. But, but uh, we got a long way to go. But I will tell you, he won't. He won't. No, no. <laughs> so, he won't. He won't. Well, we got. To look forward to. Speaking of poop and vomit, how about that Cubs series? What about There's, it? There you go. There's well, you your know transition. what? Well, look, they, they, they salvaged a game. Mm hmm. A game. Mm hmm. But do you feel good about that series? No, and I and I, I wrote about this uh, before we. I'm sorry, and I, I I jumped right in. Mike Mike normally tells us where we're going, but I couldn't go I couldn't for it. Stop. You're good. Um, you know they got outscored like 19 to 13, and they had a 5-0 shutout in there. Mm-hmm. You know they made two errors every game. Uh, they you know Tommy Pham got caught stealing. Dexter Fowler ran into an out. Uh, error. Yeah, you know. Bad. It, yeah. My, Michael Walker got absolutely waxed. Carlos Martinez walked six guys in five innings. Um, the, the the problem with that series to me was this is a team that just fell flat on their face <laughs> playing all teams with losing records. Mm-hmm. You know they came in five hundred on the month. Uh, despite playing just like the bottom of the barrel, now you're stepping up in competition, and 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 they know that they're team. going into a stretch where they're playing division leaders right. and and teams that are a couple games back from the division leaders, and you want to prove that this team is for real and that this team should be taken seriously, and the very first game of that series, you get run off your own field by the Cubs, and I think that to me was the worst part about this. It's not that you got beat. You know, pitchers have bad days. Uh, you know, offenses sputter, but they, frankly, they, they they didn't look like they belonged on the same level as the Cubs. They didn't. They just looked sloppy. They looked like they were unable to get. Like you know, the Cubs were grabbing them with their own hands and hitting them and saying, "Stop hitting yeah. yourself," and they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. I, if we're talking about, you know, comparing the the Cardinals and the Cubs and the Brewers, okay. If if we look at, you know, what's the biggest difference between all of these teams is hmm. it uh, is it the bullpen is it the is it the offense is it is it the pitching I think going into the series and, and going in, into this weekend um, you have to say the Cardinals starting pitching was probably as good if not better than maybe all those teams best, and, I, and I'd argue some of the best that we've seen in, in years and yeah. that that counts that that was at 2015 or so and they were when they were really on time I mean they, yeah. they, they have been consistently consistent right which is is such a luxury yeah but especially the Mar- at this point in the but, season. but the Carlos Martinez situation is becoming a problem mm-hmm. but remember when we started this year guys where we said boy what are we gonna do when Alex Reyes gets there and then you've got 
you know, and then when Alex Reyes gets into the rotation, it's, then it's gonna be who are you gonna who who, who, who gets go, knocked out? Yeah, yeah. Who, who goes? I mean, you were talking about Jack Flaherty going to the minors. Yeah, possibly. And Luke Weaver was oh boy, is he gonna have to be a bullpen guy now? Right. So as we are discussing right now with this podcast, as of now, Michael Waka uh-huh. left the field with a left oblique strain. Uh-huh. You know those. Don't take weeks, weeks, maybe months. So you went from deep depth to now, oh boy. You went from deep depth (laughs) to uh, who's left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so Jack Flaherty, it's your turn at the mic, big fella. Yeah. I mean, he's now number two. And your ace, Carlos Martinez, still hadn't gotten it back yet since he's been off the DL. Mm -hmm. Luke Weaver looks at times a little bit lost out there. Mm-hmm. Getting through five innings has been a real challenge for him. Real challenge. A lot of pitches. They're getting through six throw. innings, excuse me. You know, so yeah. I mean, so now, this, you have to ask the question, is there a trade that needs to be made for this baseball team? Mm. Or do you still rely on the farm? The Austin Gombers, uh, you know, and, and just. Uh, the, the, the Hudson, the Helsleys. Yeah. The Dakota Hudson. It's and the thing come is, up and scare somebody with that fastball. If you're never, and I guess the question would be, you know, are those guys at a point where the, where the major league team can rely on them? Because if they come up and join the rotation, I mean, it's it's all in on them. Has to be. And and I don't know where your other options lie. I mean, you're going to have to make if you're going to make a trade. Sure. Uh, what but, are you going to trade? But yeah, you're, you're you're trading the only things that can fix your problem at this point. So you still need some offense. You still were you you know, need, hoping you to get a, a bat. You need a bullpen, and we'll and we'll get to the changes in the bullpen soon. But I mean, like early on this week, I think uh, Brendan wrote on the app the uh, trade poll Tuesday story, and the proposition was I think it was Helsley, uh, an outfielder, and an infielder, and Colton Wong. Yeah, and Colton Wong for Jed Lowry at second base and Blake Trinan to Oakland. Yeah, and Trinan is 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 one of the. Better relievers in the game right now. Lowry's a good player. And and I, Lowry's having one of his best seasons. Yeah, at second he's, he's good. So. And to, to, it's a really good story. He really looked into all of it and balanced it out. But the the the, the idiot's guide to that story, that this Cliff Notes version, is essentially you lose elite defense in Colton Long, but you get average defense and a much better bat back. Oh yeah. And you lose some some appealing prospects, but you get a bona fide problem solving reliever. I like that trade. I know that you know, you know you want to cling to depth, especially when it's pitching depth. But what you're seeing now is uh, depth runs out eventually. Yeah. So depth is potential, right? And it's essentially backstopping for uh, possible tragedy or issues. I'd much rather, and I think the Cardinals would much rather at this point, just have stuff that works. Like maybe give up some depth, but at least have some pieces that actually perform. Yeah. And and before we get off this Cubs series too, and we're, and we're we're moving this in. I was, I was very, I was steamed. I was steamed watching this that, them play over the weekend. But I think the greatest indication that uh, you're not being taken seriously is when you send John Brebbia up to the plate, <laughs> and he bats from the left side. Yeah. And it's a 13-5 game, and that is the white flag of all white flags to let a reliever hit for himself. Joe Madden. And Joe Madden goes to the bullpen to get a lefty on lefty matchup. In the in a, in a ninth in the ninth inning of a blowout game, little gamesmanship, little bit, you know, things, Olympic level oh, trolling. Yeah. Well, you know, we we were discussing just kind of the, uh, you know, the the dynamic between Matheny and Joe Madden, 
And, you know, Joe Madden is almost kind of, you look over at the Cubs like, oh, you know, the, you know, the cool kids, they're having fun. And then, you know, the, you know, the perception of the Cardinals being a little more buttoned up. Starch collars. Starch yeah. collars and whatnot. And, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's uh, there's no question that Joe Madden grates on Mike Matheny. Oh, yeah. And it, there's no question that Madden doesn't like that the Cardinals, the vibe from the Cardinals is that the Cubs don't take it seriously enough. And so when he's running all over them, <laughs> He takes that moment to be like, well, how, how's this for serious? Yes. And yes. I think that part of that is, I mean, that's, that's mean, but, I, you know, it's very if you don't like it, play better. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's when people get mad. You know, Texas hung 55 on that. That's Well, you're all right. You don't like it, play better. Make well, some tackles. That's, that's basically what it comes down to. And, I, I, and you're right. There, there was a reason to be steen, but, you know, after that series. But, you know, I think overall um, – this is not a Cubs juggernaut to me. I mean, th- th- I still don't think that there's a huge, you know, you know, canyon between those two teams. But there's a canyon in the level of play. The talent level on paper, no. But level of play, to me, there is. And it's deepening. Because the Cubs aren't making, they're not averaging two errors a game. Yeah, you know, they've got, they've got more than one reliever they can rely on. And that's not fair. The Cardinals have two. But you're probably you're really <laughs> supposed to have about seven. Yeah, you're supposed to. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and they, don't, they don't run into stupid outs on the bases. And they don't extend innings because they can't throw across the diamond. I've seen it year after year now. And so that's where I think the gulf is, is between the, the, the quality of play and talent level. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a lot closer than in years past. It feels a lot closer, but it doesn't matter how good you are as a baseball player if you're not playing baseball well. And that's, and that's very, that's very frustrating. But I don't want to get too much into that Cubs series because that's old news. What's Mike Ritter? He's uh I guess he's about to step up to the mic. Yeah, he's I can, ready. I can do a little talking. I guess I can do that. <laughs> uh, so the Cub Series, obviously two really bad games for the Cardinals. And then Sunday they turn it around, get a shutout against the Cubs. And then they head into Philadelphia, a team mm. that had a similar record. Um, mm-hmm. They're fighting for a playoff spot as well. Cool, big arm right-handers and Velasquez. Yeah. And yep, some young guys, Herrera. Um, but then you uh, get a chance to win. You get a gift in the ninth inning Monday night against Philadelphia. Munoz up to the plate. He strikes out, but it's a drop third strike. The Cardinals score a run um, and keep the game going. Tommy Pham hits a home run in the top of the 10th. You look like you got a chance to win this game. You you stole one from the Philadelphia team that you might be you know playing in, in a wild card game potentially. And then what happened? <laughs> I'll let you take it from here. <laughs> no, I, I don't really no, want to talk ahead. about it. I'm you, done talking you, no, about you it. Walk, no, keep going. Keep boom, going. Boom, boom, uh, boom. Uh, bullpen <laughs> struggles. Uh, Matheny intentionally walks the winning run, which is a uh, uh, something that Cardinal fans have been talking about the past few days. How many outs were there again? Uh, you know, actually, I was listening on the radio. I was trying not to pay attention because yeah. I saw I saw the train coming. Because um, that might not be all bad. It's but. it wasn't the the biggest mistake. Yeah. And then uh, so you have runners on Ozuna, who I'll defend, is a athlete, and I think I'm not totally against him trying to catch that ball. Well, man, As JJ what, stares off in the distance, it with wasn't about necessarily trying to it's, catch it, but it was also about trying to. I get, I get that. Yeah, I he's he's got to keep the ball the in front of him. I get that. Yeah, but that was, uh, and you lose the game on that play. And that is, that is, um, we talked about like, look, you're trying to make a play, but at this point in your playing career, you generally have a sense of whether or not you're going to get to that ball. And but JJ, a, he was—he's a Gold Glove winner. How? Oh my! We'll get to that in a second. My 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 problem with that is Matt Holiday was not was not a gifted fielder, 
but he did have a sense of space and his own limitations, and he knew pulling up might hurt, but going the ball going to the wall because you didn't pull up uh, it kills you. And what we saw there was, you know, if you don't think you're going to get to it, you ha- you have to know that I'm going to try and get to this, but I need to try in a way that doesn't absolutely kill my chances and it rolls to the wall. And he got up kind of slow uh, after that as well. But uh, how thin was the the candidate list for Gold Gloves in left field? <laughs> I mean, I've not seen. Like, I don't. I don't want, and I don't want to bash him in that sense. It's it's just that like I've seen no indication. I know that he like there's the shoulder isn't 100 percent and everything, but I've just seen I've seen no indication from how he plays left field that he's a good left fielder. No, that seems weird to say, but well, you you can you can tell by sometimes even the movements of a of a Gold Glover. Remember what we saw from Jason Hayward in in right field yeah. over the weekend. Now that's Gold Glove, and even the play or two that he didn't make. It was like, whoa, how did he even get to it? Yeah. So, I mean, there, when you're talking gold glove, there's also uh, a look that a guy has. And I just haven't seen that type of look or fluidity. He, he doesn't to, look comfortable. Well, he doesn't, he's, you know what I mean? Like, he, just, he doesn't look like he's... Even throwing. I mean, yeah. you would even think that there would be... Part of gold glove uh, outfield work is also having a, a pretty good arm and, and maybe assisting on... I haven't seen that type of arm either. I mean, I haven't seen the th- – he throws kind of like yeah. a short hook on the throw a little bit. Yeah, and I know that some of that is supposed to be, you know, that his shoulder isn't 100%. Um, but it just – nothing about watching Marcelo Zuno play left field indicates to you that he is an elite left fielder, right? And I mean – haven't seen it yet. I know, and gold gloves are kind of, eh. You know, Derek Jeter won gold gloves all the time, and he was – just a terrible shortstop, but um, guy goes into the stands one time and he's <laughs> the greatest shortstop. Of all. Well, the flip, the Oakland, the, oh yeah, the play flip. Oakland that's the flip. Hey, that's his. Uh, that was a great that's, instinctual that's that's play. Great. That's his great. That's his trademark. Right Nobody there. else could have ever thought to get down there and flip the. I, I, I you know, this is not the Derek Jeter podcast. This is not the time. Yeah, but this, you know, the Gold Glove would indicate at least some proficiency at the position, and we just haven't seen it. And. And, and in this particular case, it cost him the game. It cost him yet another game where you're like, was that the one that knocked you out of the playoffs? Is that one that you could have put in the ledger that now you don't have? Well, see, you just mentioned the magic words. Has it knocked you out of the playoffs? I mean, as of this podcast, um, you know, there's still a game or two out of the final spot. And so John Mazalock said recently that it's not time to panic. What makes him say oh, it that? never is. You know, but, but what makes him say that? I'll, I'll maybe give I'll give you one indication um, that I see that could be coming around on this team, and it could be the bullpen. Is sorry, and as I mean, we've seen oily rags and you know lighter mm-hmm. fluid and gas cans and everything else out there, but Brebby has been pitching better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw life out of Holland. In Philly. Now, I'm not saying he's yeah. back, but I'm just saying. Well, what, he is. But uh, what he if is, he is physically back on the team? I yeah. guess that's something. But if, if if you're hoping that there's nowhere else to go but up for this guy, and you yeah. know, I mean, two weeks ago we were talking about DFA. Now we're talking about maybe. Well, they didn't. Yeah, and I, I that that promotion or that re like activation rather because he was on the DL. Doesn't, 
that was confounding because he had he had walked like 16 guys or 15 guys in 13 innings, and then he went down and you know the, we we know the whole the hip impingement of yeah. you know he's he injured, declared he's not himself injured. fit. He said I'm totally fine, and yeah. then all of a sudden he changed his mind. Now I got a hip impingement, and then he goes down to the minor leagues, and he throws five of the most underwhelming rehab appearances that you could imagine from a 14 million dollar closer. Oh. He walked a guy in every – he threw five innings. He had five walks. He allowed five hits. His whip was two. Like four in runs or so, I think. And I think it was, it was four in runs. He walked yeah, – he walked five guys. He, he, didn't, he gave up two home runs. One of them was to Chuck Taylor. You guys remember Chuck Taylor, the greatest baseball player. Oh, no, he's no, the guy in double-A no. who didn't have a home run all year long. Nothing about that indicated he's ready to go. But he's back on, and I, and I guess that you, you know, how much longer do you let a fourteen million dollars just languish down there? You either, like you said, you gamble that he can only go up from there. So you have to. So he did. He did look. He did look better. Yeah, he looked. He looked like he was serviceable. But it's it is such a it is such a long road back to a reality. I think in which you're trotting Greg Holland out there in high leverage situations. I mean, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. it's even if he's better, how long is it before he's better and and Brebby is stable and you finally actually have a bullpen plan? Well, you still have all the injuries with because now uh, Matt Bowman is back in the DL. He's got blisters, and, and you know, and, and he's I th- he's down for a a while. Yeah, I, think. I mean, he's you know, Cecil is killing him. I mean, that not having a left hand and not being able to you know pitch him in any kind of leverage situations. I mm. mean, he's he's killing him. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe as the All-Star break approaches here in a couple of weeks, if I had to prioritize, let's, let's prioritize right now sure. from, from one, two, three, the need at the All-Star break. Um, I was going to say two weeks ago that you got to get yourself a bat, but I'm going to probably say maybe, maybe add to that bullpen a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think bullpen. I think that's where you're getting, that's where, you, that's where you're, you're, you're gasping. You're gasping for yeah. air, and and you can never re- rely. You can never reliably tell. I, I mean, that's not fair because Hicks and Norris have been solid. Right, have been dependable. But they but can't go another can't, eighty games. Yeah, I mean, why do you think Matt Bowman's got blisters on his hand and a and a, and a, a, a blood flow issue? Dude was thrown in seventy five games. Yeah, and and then some of those were unnecessary as well. And a lot of innings. I mean, just tons of innings. And I think. The bat, you're right, but at this point, the offense is to me. Tommy Pham appears to have woken from his coma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcelo Zuna is awake, a, a monster. I mean, just a beast. Yes. You know, Jose Martinez has been good. You know, I think part of that is people are worried about. I think the consternation about the offense comes from: Does anyone believe that Jose Martinez is this guy, or is he going to come back down to earth? But until he does, you know, Matt Carpenter. Bailed them out, won them a game, has been hitting again. Yeah. He's back, you know. Twelve homers as of this podcast, and of course, we're getting DeYoung back. DeYoung's coming back, and you know what? This has become a no doubles zone. Have we yeah. noticed that? No doubles, no triples. No doubles, no triples. <laughs> no doubles, no triples. Only solo home runs. Uh, you know, and I mean was, that's. And, and they were they've they've got two more homers today. Both from Yachty. And they are yes, both from Yachty, and so they're first. I looked, they're they're first in the NL. In home runs, but they're last. They're last in doubles and triples. 
This is a this is a live or die offense on the long ball, and that's that's, that's, that's unbelievably extreme. And that's there's no way no speed. Yeah, you're, 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 I think you're 22nd in slugging, yeah, like in the league, hard. and you lead you lead the league in home runs. That's that's, a, that's a major problem. But you're getting guys like you know if the young comes back, you know Fowler's Fowler's just killing you. But you're you're you have enough offense there to win games, right? I mean that's. The consistency becomes the issue more than yes. anything with this kind of offense. And I think it's going to be so much harder to acquire an offensive weapon than a bullpen weapon that yeah. I think this— You don't have to give up as much to get a bullpen. No, yet. this this offense is fine enough given what you'd have to probably give up to improve it, yeah. to markedly improve it. So are we saying that Manny is no longer in play for the Cardinals? Is that what we're saying? I would say that, yes. I would say I don't think that Manny <laughs> is in play. Yeah, it feels that way. But you know what? Um, you know, we kept hearing these reports, you know, from Buster Oney that the Cardinals and the Orioles had a deal for Manny Machado, and I believe he said that uh, Jack Flaherty was involved and maybe a couple of the people, but the Cardinals pulled back. Now that's what he said on the last Sunday night broadcast. Mm. Um, so it's very interesting that, um, you know, the Cardinals were at least kicking a tie. I mean, they were kicking a tie. You know, they, they drive I, with Stanton. I mean, you know. I think the, the, the um, yeah, the problem with Manny Machado has always been from the Cardinals' approach is in order to actually get some value, enough value for Manny Machado, you're going to have to lay out a bunch of equity and prospects to get him to come to St. Louis this season, and then you have to lay out the cash to get him to stay in St. Louis next season. And that is, you know, you know, Mosaic loves that 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 puke point. You know, like that's our that's our puke point. I think it was Gersh that might maybe said that, but that's not how the Cardinals are going to operate. They're either going to go, they're you know, this isn't a Matt Holiday get him over here and then we'll sign him long term. Manny yeah. Machado is going to want franchise changing oh, money, of course. so. I don't think if you go for Machado, you go for cash if you're the Cardinals, or you go for, for prospects, but doing both. And I think if you go for the prospects now, I don't think they believe that Manny Machado coming to this team all of a sudden makes them a lock uh, for the NLCS. Too many holes. Too many holes. So I think if, if we're going to power rank it, it's got to be bullpen first. And, and the rate things are going, I don't know if they're going to have any starting pitchers left. Well, that's, that's now a concern. I mean, Mike, yeah, Michael Walker, that's a that's – a, Brutal, brutal loss for them because he has been, apart from getting shellacked by the Cubs, he has been, he has been their ace. Yeah, I mean because I mean, Martinez was, has been down for so long. Yeah, I mean he was he was looking at an All Star spot, you know. And Michaelis, we can't leave out Michaelis. Last couple games, um, I'm not going to say that, you know, the league has figured him out, but you know we've seen the last couple. He was never going to be that that dominant for that long. I mean, you're going to have your dips. And what your hope is, this isn't the Mike Leak where, you know, he was quality start for 10 straight starts, looked great, and then all of a sudden the magic was gone. You hope that this is a little bit a little bit of a, a regression, but not, you're yeah. not going to the other side. It's not a pendulum swing. Michael, where are we going? Also, real quick, we have time. We have time. Matt Bowman didn't talk up to the team about his, his issues and the numbness in his hands. You know, reporters said he felt it early on, but he didn't say anything because he thought it was part of the cold. And then he never, never really communicated to anybody how much discomfort he was in and how hard it was to grip the ball. And 
this is we have we have hit on this a couple times, but this has gone. This has become here we go again. Such an uh, uh, a, a problem that is so becoming so loud that it it cannot be unaddressed. It cannot be ignored. There is no dialogue between the players and and the the organization when it comes to injury. We've had this already a couple times this season. Yeah, that guys have not told management, medical staff, what's going on with their bodies, and then they're, then they're hurt. And, you know, and, and Michael Walker sure didn't look like he was pitching with anything. It looked like it popped up in the inning. But Adam Wainwright was in that category. Wainwright, I, I mean, just go down the list. Alex Reyes, Matt Bowman. You know, even Gregerson admitted that he didn't, he didn't, fully, he, you know, he didn't fully communicate how, how many different things he was feeling. The Ryan Sheriff story. Oh my God, Ryan! That's we never even one. talked about yeah. that one. That was he broke the news of his own Tommy John surgery. That's on Instagram. Right. Instagram. The, the the Cardinals did not have a comment. Now that's not. It's not. It's not like he just secretly went in and got Tommy John surgery. But what happened was, I, what what can happen? I actually don't. I wasn't there. But what can happen is they go in to do a cleanup. The doctors finds up oh, this is torn. And they just fix it there because you're already open and on the table, right? But regardless, it sure felt like the Cardinals had no idea that Ryan Sheriff had Tommy John service sur- sur- surgery for, for like five hours. They were like, we have to get in touch with the doctor and we'll get, have a comment. It sure seemed that way. These, That's hard to believe. Th- this is, I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. This is, there, there is a major issue here. And I know that it's, it sounds like inflammatory and we're, we're, gonna, we're jumping on it and we're going to, you know, oh, let's grab it by the neck. You've had way too many players in recent history and especially this season and go down and later the team says we didn't know how bad it was. And now the Cardinals are openly saying we have to have, you know, our guys, we, we got to trust our guys. They got to tell us what's going on. Why can't the guys, why don't they feel safe telling you what's going on? It's a great question because – I just thought it was very strange the way Mike Matheny kind of called the guys out on that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talked about this last week, how, you know, he's never, you know, going to you know, speak out against a player. But this also could be a, a manager who is like, hey, you know what? Um, I'm feeling like I'm on a hot seat here. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to start uh, letting some things go. And, and all the things I used to keep close to vest – I'm going to let some people know that, hey, you know, if you want to start blaming me and, and if this team starts sliding off the map, I'm going to let you know that there's guys that aren't being honest with me. So I, I think that's the sign. If, if anyone wants to say that, you know, whether or not he's on a hot seat or not, you know, because, you know, the Cardinals aren't the type of organization that, that even puts those. float those the, tribal ends. They, no. they don't do that. But read the tea leaves. Every coach around him since in the last few years is gone. Or been replaced, except for John Mabry. And he came out and talked about how, hey, guys, got to be honest with me. I think that's a, that's a manager on a hot seat. Yeah, and I think – A quiet hot seat. And it, it, even if it's not – you know, even if it's not on Mike Matheny to know, there's something going on with the medical team and the players. Because it's – Mike Matheny can't do everything. Like, he can't be a major league manager and also monitor the health of 25 yeah, individual guys. can't be a guys. team physician, no question. The, that's the medical team's job. That's what you pay them to do. And you're telling me that you've had now consistently four or five times a medical team say, a medical team not know that these guys are hurt, and then the organization finds out afterwards that, oh, they just didn't tell them. So what's going on between the medical team and the players? Do they not trust the medical team? Is the medical team not asking the right questions? Or or are we looking at, JJ, are we looking at 
you know, a trend may be in today's player. Because Carlos Martinez went down and, and kind of had a half rehab start, and he hasn't been right. We don't even know if he's really no. right. I mean, so guys, do guys just feel like they just just kind of have to protect their spot and, it, and just try to just, just fight through this thing? I mean, is that where we are? It, I, I, it's possible, but I have a really hard time believing that guys, the guys with the, the, the career – potential career arcs that some of these guys have um, are not aware that not communicating an injury or like outright lying like carries such a risk like Alex Ray has followed everything to the letter why did he all of a sudden at the end not want to say that he was sore Carlos Martinez same like these guys know the consequences of pushing too far Adam Wainwright is is right there you can look at him you know trying to fight through something you can't be can't be fought through so I I don't there is whatever it is is the the atmosphere the culture is not open to communication yeah. for whatever reason it's wherever that's coming from there. that could be coming from the players and frankly that's that's bananas dumb to not tell a doctor when something's wrong with you when your body is your living oh yeah but if it's not coming from the players it's maybe it's coming from the medical staff maybe it's coming from the organization but whatever it is this there is a culture there where everyone does not feel safe being open. And whether that's they're afraid of the consequences, maybe losing their spot, maybe get pushed down. If you've created that feeling, you have to undo that because you're losing them for much longer periods of time. Yeah, we're seeing that now. Sorry, sorry. I, I, I got fired up there. No, Mike, I, take us, take us, guide us, Mike. You guys have been so negative. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> negative. I'm but, so, I've been so negative lately, but there hasn't been a whole lot positive. That's true. To talk about. But I got, I got a little positive spin we can do. We're going to introduce a little got? weekly segment, all right? Oh, all right. yeah? So we've been talking about, you know, throwing some ideas around to, the, to bring a weekly segment to it, and I think I came up with something. We're going to mm. do something called... Who's got the belt this week? Who's got the WWE-style belt for the Cardinals? Who's, who's carrying that world championship belt around in the, in the clubhouse? So uh, you guys got some nominees for the belt this week? Who's got the belt? So you're saying, for all our listeners out there, just to clarify for them, you're saying uh, who's got the belt is basically kind of maybe almost like a who's hot? Yeah, who's, or, who's, or, the, yeah, te- who's, who's the team who's, MVP? Who's, who's, who's the, you know, if, like, if you have to award the championship belt for a guy over the last week... Who are you giving that belt to? You know what? I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to give it to a guy who was in the tank mm-hmm. a couple of months ago. I'm going to give it to Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter. You know, I think that's that's my, that's my vote. I think that's going to be unanimous. I think uh, Marcelo Zuna. Mm-hmm. Marcelo well, Zuna absolutely had. He had the belt in his hands, and then he dove, and the belt went past him to the wall, <laughs> and they lost. That's what cost him the belt this or week. Or maybe did he have his belt on too tight <laughs> and this, couldn't bend over this is, to get to the ball. This is, I think, yeah, the, he, had, I, he, is, him, he has been so hot. He has been so uh, – him and Jose Martinez have just been – No, he carried the team. But, but Matt Carpenter, I mean, when you, when you pull him out of the fire like that with your bat – oh, and you know what? Honestly, a late entry, Yadier Molina charging in. Yeah, sure. Two home runs, three RBIs in one game. Unfortunately, I think he's he's you know he's not going to make the cutoff. But I think Matt Carpenter has the belt, no question. Can I tell you one thing more? One more thing about Carpenter, uh, and and maybe you know I, I'm not trying to get too nostalgic here, but you know Carpenter still is is one of the last. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, Yachty is Mr. Cardinal, and he and Wainwright, but Carpenter is in that second tier of guys that played with Albert and was still a part of of that Tony La Russa 
you know, there, there's still that heartbeat from that old team. He's still a part of that. And to see the way he came through with that, that game-winning home run on Tuesday, um, it, it just showed me that despite all the, the, the trouble that he's had, that he's still that guy that you really need, a guy the who's machine. been in the big mm-hmm. moments, the recent big moments in, in Cardinal history. I think that you need him. And he was that bridge guy, I think, or he was part of that group that and some of that group is gone now, but he was that bridge guy from the the, the, the Albert era Cardinals yes. to the this new era, wherever that's going to be defined by. Yeah. You know, Matt Carpenter was part of that group that was the connective tissue. Right, right. And and I think that the some of that it. and he's very he's People he's, look he is, at him as steady, one of those guys. Yes, and he's a steady guy. From a fan guy. standpoint as well. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think there was a we were, we were at a point where it was almost the Matt Carpenter chapter because he was just such an unbelievable hitter. I did uh Mike I did want to bring up one thing. Go for it. Um so Mike Trout <laughs> I was going to segue into our little around around baseball, and we were going to lead off with that stat, let's, but go for let's it. Let's do it. All right, and you can take me after this. So, so I know that we're doing this every week, and I know that he doesn't play on the Cardinals, um, but you, you have to watch what Mike Trout is doing. You have to. He is having the – he's on pace for – like a, a 16 wins above replacement season. It's the greatest. He's He was already having one of the greatest seasons in the history of the game. And over his last eight games, he had 16 hits and 11 walks. He he is, he is like transcending. He is ascending to another plane of existence on the baseball field. No one's done this. I mean. And, and I know, Mo, that this is going to make you super happy, but. Uh, did you know that as of a couple days ago, mm-hmm. was that yesterday, Mike? Yeah, it was yesterday. As of yesterday, Mike Trout could go O for 400 <laughs> and still have a higher OPS than Chris Davis. I believe that. Crab cakes. <laughs> I Crab believe it. Cakes. Crab you, cakes, baby. You know why? Because I have never seen a more dichotomous season where you're seeing the best of all time season and worst of all time season. Yeah. And it's, it's fun. You know, and, I, and also I, I think I was telling you guys instead about uh, throughout his career since he was a rookie in 2012, that Mike Trout had mm. not gone more than two games without getting on base one time. That's insane. That's, that's impossible. That's, that's, but that's Mike Trout. That is impossible. He is it, doing the impossible. This is... It's baseball. I mean, the uh, hardest game out there. Yeah. I, I, you, know, I, I, you know what? We should have a Mike Trout section just because I, I can't live in a world <laughs> where everyone doesn't know how good Mike Trout is this season. And just a few weeks ago, we were talking about how he's, he was up to... Uh, his war was at six. Yeah. It's at six and a half now. Yeah. It's jumped that much mm. in about two weeks. Woo. This is next he's, closest is Jose Ramirez in Cleveland monster. with four point seven. Yeah, and, he, and he's I, a big old dude stealing bases out there. I mean, he's I a know. freight train. He's just a big kid. He yeah. loves playing and shows. He's the you know he's is so long as he stays healthy. Like at this point, it's it. I'm gonna get slapped for saying this, but he's the best player of all time if he plays. <laughs> if he plays 15 years, I, I think he's you. the best player of all time. And I and and funny enough, right now it's not particularly. Close. If he continues like this, nobody's ever played. This is video game stuff. I mean, who are who are three other guys in the conversation for best player in baseball of he, all time? Or I mean, right, right now. now. Oh, so yeah. do we throw in? Um, Usually, you can say Mookie? Harper, but Harper Mookie is having Betts. one of his worst seasons. Uh, yeah, ever. Harper. Harper's not 
consistent enough. Mookie Betts is in conversation for having. He's having a he's having a pretty crazy yeah. year. Maybe and that's Machado. about like, for, Maybe yeah, for a position a player. But yeah. once you get the pitcher, you can say a Kershaw or a Scherzer. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer's yeah. 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 But Max, uh, position Max. player, I think it's. I don't even think it's close. It's not close. And I'm, and Betts is like Betts is Betts actually is really pretty good. close in numbers to him. But like when you, it's the it's the wins above replacement thing is just unreal. Sorry, I got we, we got too deep on Trout. Where are we going, Mike? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> was, that was, that's to, the end of the we, producer plan sheet. We there. got to bash Chris Davis, so it's been a good it's yeah. been a good time. Well, you know what? Let's let's look ahead then as we as we close. So yeah. we know that uh, Here comes the cavalcade of a trip to Milwaukee. Teams. Four games in Milwaukee this weekend. You got yep. all good teams. Mm-hmm. So and now the, the all star break is coming in about what, three and a half weeks or something like that. So as you get close to the all star break also knowing what John Mazalak said about it's no time to panic. Um, I think that he might revise that if Michael Walker is actually down for like two months or if it looks bad, like real bad. Okay. I think time to panic might might start to apply. Okay, so maybe we tease this till next week because I think the next question is when do the Cardinals feel like that they can't make enough moves to stay in the race? Is, would there ever be a point where John Mazalak retreats and says, we're getting ready for 2019? Is that yeah. possible in St. Louis? When was the last time they were that team? I, I mean, I'm young, but I can't remember. 90s. Yeah. 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 It hasn't been in the last 20 early years. Early 2000s. I mean, yeah. although, yeah, yeah, early 2000s. Mid, mid to after the But they were, that was kind of, that was done. They were, they were going up from there. But that's yeah. the thing is, I think now you, you've... You've built an expectation of, if not uh, greatness every year, certainly goodness, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I think that Cardinal fans, especially the ones from this century, are going to have a real hard time swallowing a team that at the outset of the season you know is not competing for anything other than you know, building guys up or draft picks or whatever else. I, I don't see this this front office selling off ever yeah and 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 look they've also said before start of spring training that not making the playoffs was unacceptable yeah so if yeah, you, you so if you've said that um you know they came down to what that last, is a good point though you know i think I mean? that is a good point but i but i don't think they're ever going to be pressed to that and that's that's part of the issue is this is unacceptable okay but if you keep doing it then Apparently, it is acceptable because what are you doing to change it? Because they, they have made some changes to the coaching staff and a few other things like that. Like, but nothing, if nothing is different, you have to, you have to address the fact. If it's not acceptable, you start doing stuff until it is fixed, right? Yeah. I don't know if they, have, if they, if they would do a complete sell-off like that. But at a certain point, the question has to be asked, all right, if, if, if I tell you I'm doing something unacceptable and I continue to do it, what's your first thought? That I'm full of it. That yeah. I'm full of gas. That I don't really think it's un- unacceptable. I just say that because I know you want to hear me say it. So they're going to have to decide if they really mean that or not. They need a star. They do. They, they need- do need a star. And, and Yadier Molina is, is a star, but he is not a star in the in – the, He's an he's, aging star. He's on the way – excuse me. Yeah. He's on the way – he, he's riding kind of the backside of the mountain, right? Which is fine. He's a great player, but he's not a he he's not a franchise defining player anymore. No. He's just a a great one and an all time great one. So I, you're right. They need they need a sea change. Yeah, they need a box office 
they need a Machado type, a Bryce Harper type. Now, listen, I know every team doesn't have one, but if you look around, who are the good teams? Astros, they mm-hmm. got stars. Uh, Yankees, they got stars. They have a couple of them, yeah. <laughs> you know, they got a few. Uh, you know, Nash. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if you're you know the Cubs be good, when, they were, when the Cubs were really rolling, they had stars. And the Cubs have stars right now. Yeah. Right. So they could use a. They need a. They need a guy. They need a box office. Right? They need a Will, a Will Smith movie. Is what they need. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The studio needs. You know, you need to put out that Will Smith, Tom Cruise. Uh, you know, Tom Hardy movie, that action flick. They they need something like that to kind of revitalize things because this has been a slow slide down the drain here. This has been really frustrating to watch. And maybe on our next podcast we can talk about maybe why there's a slide in attendance across baseball and even though the Cardinals have one of the best attendance marks in mm-hmm. baseball, which is, I think, I believe their third, they're also down. So maybe we yeah. can talk about that on our next podcast. I will. Well, I- Thank you guys for listening. I know we went a little bit longer this time, but, you know, we get excited. we got to talk about it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DJJ Bailey. You can follow Maurice Drummond on Twitter at, you guessed it, Maurice Drummond. And you can follow Mike Ritter on Twitter at Mike Steve Ritter. That's might, it. Might not have guessed that. <laughs> uh, make sure to keep your eye out on Twitter, actually. we got a mailbag call going out this week, so tweet your questions at us. We'll write those up. That'll be ready for Friday morning. I'll be writing the big three every Monday morning, three big takeaways. And Brendan Schaefer at bschaefer12 always puts out a call for a trade poll. Uh, so submit your trades to him, and he'll write that up for Trade Poll Tuesdays. Thank you for listening. Be nice to each other.